0: Hi, everybody. This is your friend and host, Anthony Burrows for Life and Finances with Sacrifice and Service. Here we are now in another lockdown weekend. And the pandemic is in full swing. Thousands have tested positive. We have a, couple, we have a hundred and odd that have now died from the disease. We are in a dilemma. And it's said that we in the Bahamas are higher than everybody else in the camp in the Caribbean. But you know, most Caribbean countries you can't um, trust their data because politics getting everything. And fortunately for us, when data is given out, politicians have no sign off or final say on it. At least historically, that's what it's been. But looking at the pandemic being in full swing, the financial news everywhere for us is bad Doom and gloom are predicted everywhere Oh, the sky is falling in oh stop the lockdown oh we need the lockdown business revenues drastically down except of course for so like security companies food stores pharmacies those local importers seeing that persons can't travel they're now importing everything through amazon and then and, and what's that place near walmart and all of those and also the fast food they seem to be making out well because they have these gigantic lines parking up traffic everywhere. Now bleakness, oh man, hanging over all the hotels. 50% of our workforce are engaged with the hotels of some, in some way, shape, or form. And then another 10% are engaged indirectly with the tourism industry. So you have 60% of the workforce is currently unemployed. Banks are mourning and groaning. I'm sure Commonwealth Bank isn't because their main thing has been to scavenge and to emaciate civil servants and put them on a consumer loan tractor on one of those roads to nowhere that keep them broke and, and destitute. So I'm sure Commonwealth Bank is fat and thriving. But most of the banks are complaining and struggling with the various loans, business as well as consumer loans that are not being met and the media houses that's the television the radio stations and all of that they are complaining because revenues down because poisons aren't taking out ads, left right and center the newspapers well they seem just as fat with ads as ever but i guess they're doing well and it's purportedly being reported that they're going to be some some churches who will be shutting down soon because the vast majority of their members are out of work And so there's no way to keep the church going, pay the pastor, cover the utilities, and all of that sort of thing. So that's going to be interesting to see. You can imagine God's church shutting down, but I guess you ain't um, saying nothing until you're dead. Now, the issue for today under exploration for me, and hopefully for you, is tithing, saving, and investing the right way. Now, we often take for granted that all our Bahamians know what tithing is and about tithing. But the thing is, when you look at our population today, it is reported that 60% of persons 20 years and younger attend church once every two years. I can recall having conversation with full-fledged adults in one in the 40s and one in the 50s, said they haven't been a church in at least five years. So it's like, boy. So don't take it for granted that everybody knows what tithing is. Now, let me look at these things. Tithing. Start with that. Now, that's 10% giving of your quote-unquote increase of your earnings as you get it weekly, monthly, daily, whatever it is. But you give 10% of that. This is something you willingly give. The origins go as far back as to the beginning of time in the book of Genesis in the Bible. And in Genesis, Abraham, who is considered the father of, I guess, um, Christianity, because he was the first one who was set aside to start to follow the religion. Um, He's the father of, of Christianity, and he is the one who first paid tithe after he had a situation where he took monies and then he gave to this priest called Melchizedek. And it's further stipulated as you go on when Israel was established as a nation. I think it's in Numbers somewhere, another book in the Bible, Numbers, where the nation gave to the priests so that they could carry out their function as priests and things of that sort. Now, the though they owned no land. They just had somewhere where they built a house. They could have a little piece for growing maybe some fruits and vegetables and things of that sort. And then they also had a couple of animals here and there, but they didn't own anything. So therefore the nation took care of them. Now that's tithing, saving. Man, and this is one where we fall down a lot on. Saving now is a consistent, deliberate effort. And this is my way of putting it, to build slash accumulate monies for a planned purpose. And to me, the plan purpose ought to be your rainy day fun. And with this pandemic coming up, with this pandemic on us, I should say, we're in a situation where 90% of behemoths really having a hard time, even those who are on their job, having a difficult time, either psychologically or financially. Then the third item we said is investing. Now investing, this is where you... This is my um, terminology for it now. Placing monies into any, I would say, venture slash project with the intention or hope, we got to say sometimes, of gaining a profit. So, tithing, saving, investing. So, tithing, you are actually giving. Saving, you're accumulating or slash storing up. a planned event there whatever your rainy day may be and then investing you are taking a risk so that you could make or gain a profit now for tithing saving or investing to take place you must have a main thing there must be an economy you must have an economy now when we think of economy and all these in my um what i would call um well, any yeah, definitions when we think of economy I would say economy that's the production and consumption a behemoth specialized in consumption we like to consume but the production and consumption of goods and services along with the supply of money and you hear that money is required when it comes to an economy, and of course, in years gone by, people did battering, people did different methods, but all of these things still equated to having a value and and having dollars now as the money, so to speak. Now, in economies, right? You have economists, and I look at them just as I look at ah, uh, well, I might I might rank them a little higher than well, anyhow, I ain't going into that. But anyhow, economists, they. Can be found all over this archipelago right well mainly in nassau and the, and the so-called urban centers so you'd find them plenty of them you'd find at central bank government departments some of the um commercial banks as well as the offshore banks you find them in bpl that's the bahamas power and light who i still really think is BEC. because ain't no service improving that and then you got you find them at btc who i still think of as Batelco, because their service has an lick. And you find it in these foreign entities like PAHO, IDB, CDB. Well, say IDB, that's the International Development Bank. CD, CDB, that's the, Commonwealth Deve- the Caribbean Development Bank. You have them in the World Bank, the IMF, and PAHO is the Pan-, Pan American Health Organization. So all these are international entities that can be found right here in the Bahamas with representatives Another case now in economies you got two types. This is where the economists them is come in and say, "Oh, you got two types." I remember when I was in college, and they talking about the two types of economies. Right? You have the micro economics which is on the individual and the family level, supposedly the smaller scale. Then you have the macroeconomics, which is on the governmental and the nation and the national level, or nations. Which is considered larger scale. Now, these jokers who I call, who I would call them jokers, so you could call them economists, they will tell you that, hey, nations and governments should handle money differently than individuals and families. And I agree to that to an extent because they are dealing with more and they're going to do more auditing and all of the different sort of stuff to be more accountable. But now, I'm of the opinion. That if nations handle the money as they ought, which is if individuals and families handle the money as they ought, which is no borrowing, no living beyond your means, no squandering of of your money and your wealth, then you would not be um, underwater and swimming and treading water all the days of your life or on a treadmill. Then you have, when you go to it, these economists, they graduated from all these top schools and colleges around the world, right? Their motto now is borrow money, borrow more money, leverage your money. That's where people would take their money and put it in the stock market and then say, well, okay, hey, I'm and really and truly is gambling. They'll put it and say, okay, when this item gets to this level, this stock gets to this level, and the company call and say, hey, um, here's your profit. But if it drop to this level, then the company call and say, hey, where's our money? So it's really gambling. So they're having the, level. then they'll tell you, Borrow on equity. So whatever you already have invested, you're going to go back to an individual and say, well, I've already invested this and that with you. And then they say, okay, you hear about home equity loans. Then they loan you that. So now you have a loan on top of a loan that you're paying off. So, And these are so-called economists. Now, families as well as individuals, as well as governments are in financial ruin financial ruin because of this practice and the god of heaven said you are the head; you're supposed to be the head not the tail borrowers are servant and really and truly slave to the lenders but anyhow this is what the economists from all these top universities would be telling you see the the practice of economics is based on a world system and the world system is self-preservation right save jobs and protect your own job make sure you have a job then quid quo pro actions and quid quo pro that's one of them I rub your back you rub my back type of thing but when you get a chance um google it or go to ax.com and pull up pull up quid quote pro now ninety percent of bohemians don't have a thousand dollars in the bank after working for many years on their respective jobs and these people who we like to follow our neighbors to the north, most Americans cannot meet a $400 emergency. And in order to do it, they got to go sell something or go borrow or beg from somebody. And that's who we want to partner ourselves after. See, the economist remi- reminds me of a job I used to be on. When they tell you to, to walk, you better run. And when they tell you to run, you better walk. See, the idea is this. They're going to tell you buy, invest, and this and that. They pump stuff up for them, their friends, and their whoever. Like. So you then go make your investment in it. They pull out, get whatever. Then it goes bust, and you left holding the buy. But that's just the way the world system functions. No one's looking out for you. And I know I like to say this. Bear in mind, no one's looking out for you. So build your knowledge base, Build that knowledge. Now, the larger countries like to tell you, you know, hey, man, pull yourself up by your bootstrap or have innovation. This is the way to wealth. Bootstrap and innovation. And we know the wealthier countries now, they gathered their wealth in truth and reality on the backs of 250 years of slavery. And then on top of that, 100 years of colonization. But anyhow, that's another story for another time. We're looking at, at tithing, saving, investing. Now economists and the world body, when I think of them, remind me of drug dealers, especially when they're dealing with, with small countries and when banks are dealing with persons who are ill-informed. What they do is they give you the product cheap or even sometimes free. This is how drug dealers do And Then afterwards, they take your life's work along with your soul. Because banks will say to the Bahamas, to other countries, hey, here's the money for this, for that, the next. And then you go get the money. Afterwards, hey, stuff start jack up. And before you know it, you're swimming in debt. So hold on. It's going to make sense. Tithing, saving, and investing. Now, let's look at some data. This is what happened when you follow the world system and the world's principle listening to these economists and different entities now let's look at the the caribbean's level of debt financial debt jamaica originally borrowed 8.5 billion dollars for the last 40 years they've paid back 19.8 billion dollars but that's like one of them credit cards eh? visa mastercard or american express one of those only them you, you you pay back double and still they got more to go now so they borrowed 8.5 billion for 40 years they've paid back 19.8 billion and they still owe 7.8 billion dollars and the pandemic can drive that up more because they want to borrow money for this that and the next now the thing is they are rich with resources they got the bauxite and they probably got one of the richest soil on the planet but here they are swimming in debt trinidad 10.15 billion dollars in debt and per citizen that's 69,090 dollars per, per citizen they got pitch which is when you use with and stuff like that and they got oil decent natural resources but they still swimming in debt there's nothing like a fool and his money but anyhow Guyana 2.63 billion dollars they have oil and they got a massively rich soil so you should be able to feed yourself and and with oil you should then be able to take care of your nation but anyhow my people perish for the lack of knowledge then let's look at little old us the Bahamas here we are a 7.62 billion dollars in debt we have massive fishing resources we got aragonite gone to bed and other natural resources and the one thing about Bahamians is that we have a brain that's like no other around the world. Just a matter of us tapping into it. And remember, a thought is a natural resource. Now, the Caribbean Bank, RBC, Bank of the Bahamas, they'll call you and say, here's free and cheap money. But then they stick you on that treadmill and you run on that treadmill a consumer loan for 15 to 20 years. I know of a person who borrowed um, from one place, one insurance company, I think they borrowed like on $10,000, and then from another place they borrowed like on 30000 nothing to show for it, and probably had like out of $2,000 saving each month, along with other little loans, may have had three or $400 a month coming to them. Imagine in that situation for the next 10 to 12 years. And this is where banks are massacring and destroying us now. Individuals, the families, and the nations, as I said, are underwater. And again, the borrower is servant to the lender. Now, my people perish for lack of knowledge. You know my favorite statement. Let's look at the big boys now and their debt. The big boys. The United States, $27.6 trillion in debt. The UK, or some people would say England, $2.76 trillion in debt. Germany. 2.2 trillion dollars in debt. Japan, 11.7 trillion dollars in debt. Now, as individuals, the surprising thing is that uh, Japanese are the world's biggest savers as individuals. So I surmise it that the system definitely don't want them as a nation to rise up again because you know Japan went to war with the US. At one time, then they was at war with China at one time. And again, they were at war with Russia one time. Well, you know, the Chinese can pay them back one of these days. But you and I may then be gone, but they can pay them back. Anyhow, the thought, I suppose, is to keep them, Japan, in financial bondage so they won't ever know their former glory. Because if Japan was to get back to that former glory, trust you me, they can flex their muscle in the U.S., won't be the only poison flexing muscle around right now. But tithing, saving and investing, the correct way. Now tithing, let's look at the Bohemian data inca- indicates that on average, only 15% of church membership actually give a tithe. And in the general population, it's only 1% of the population. Now, I always remember a conversation I had with my 15-year-old son the other day. And tithing was being discussed for some reason or another on the radio, too. I think as we were coming home or going out. And he said, Daddy, you know, this makes tithing seem like it's a, 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 a miraculous miracle something. I said, What do you mean? He said, I remember this story as a child when I was a, a boy. Children's story. He so said, It can be no more than four, maybe five. I said, Okay, tell it. And it turned out that the story was with this boy who wanted to go on a trip somewhere, and he was saving his money. To make a long story short, while saving his money, it was discovered, as his parent asked him, well, have you been paying a tithe on that? And he said, no. So he said, well, you need to pay a tithe. So he had a talk with Jesus in prayer, and then he went and paid a tithe. And, of course, he didn't have nowhere near enough. Next couple of days, one of his parents came and said, here's the $200 that you would need to buy a ticket and be able to go on the trip. So I say, so what did you gather from that? He said, what I gathered from that as a child was that all I have to do is pay my tithe or give the tithe and then things with my money would miraculously appear. So I say, oh, I say, you know what? Sometimes that's how people sell it. And makes it seem like, you know, people tell you sow the seed, especially the prosperity gospel people. A lot of people tell you sow the seed, do this, do that, and you'll get this and you'll get that. But i said to my son you know it's like Naaman the leper and it was pointed out that in, in israel there were tons of lepers around but for some reason only naaman got healed and the thing is he was a foreigner and an enemy of their country at by at the same time so that being the case uh, miracles don't just happen every day for everybody of course, miracles happen and we may not be aware of it, but it isn't an everyday occurrence. That's why it's called miracles. So they made it seem, according to my son, as if, hey, it was just easy, miraculous money to appear from nowhere. And according to them, they bypassing the system, a God-established system which says you have to work, plan, live it in your means, and then you make your progress and gain and grow wealth not this idea of it hey, It just followed the sky that's the pie in the sky thing and a lot of people do that Then this thing was too they there was no talk of budgeting or anything like that you see the purpose and the sense of tithing it should lead and help you become a money planner then it helps you to rid yourself of selfishness also should create in you a better understanding of money and wealth generation now Most people don't get the handling money and wealth generation because most persons are sheeple. Sheeple, sheeple, sheeple. I got that from one radio host the other day. And he's I've heard it once and never heard it again. But most people are sheeple and they do not they are not lifelong learners. So all they do go to church, hear what the pastor and the preacher got to say, and then go on their way. So therefore they don't get the and grasp the handling of money in the world generations now persons who tied tend not to be uh, in massive debt but one of the problem is that they still live from paycheck to paycheck because they run was known as a zero-sum budget because you know people who tied they're going to sit down every month or payday or whatever you every week and they're going to write out their budget and they're just going to everything goes this bill that bill the next bill and i know about that because i used to live like that and at the end of the day, end of the month, end of the week, there's zero. They don't owe anybody, but they haven't saved anything. That's a zero-sum budget. So, ideas to get past that. Now, tithers should think differently. See, because the world system don't support giving to others, and that's what a tither does, giving to others. Even though you're doing it through a large working system, but you're giving, And that's not what's taught generally in the world. See, now, if tithing is new for you, start where you are. Especially for people who are in too much debt, just start where you are. Or if your income is too small and you got these great demands that have to be met, start where you are. It's a personal thing, and then you figure it out. You see, even though it calls for 10%, just begin where you are tithing saving and investing the right way now let's look at saving now if you're a regular listener of mine you know saving is my pet peeve I love to do it because I I've I've walked all the roads of failures and squander and and destruction so saving you have to lay out a budget drop a plan and on the plan you should state exactly how much you're going to put away each week each two weeks or each month or every pay cycle or whenever you get money. See now, each deposit to your savings account, remember, is a payment to yourself. Always pay yourself first. Now I know you Thai paying Bible tempting Christians out there don't like that, but pay yourself first. It doesn't mean hey Jesus here in the picture, all it means is you put yourself first pay yourself first because it's easier now to then just everything else as you do. It's easier to divvy up, and you know that in your planning, tidying was in the forefront of your mind, but pay yourself first. And then watch compound interest go to work, and I've explained that in another presentation in the past. And then here's some of the places that I think is best for saving. The post office is an ideal one because they give you between 5 and 6% per annum. Everywhere these banks only giving you one percent, some giving you 0.75 percent others. Then the next place that's good also are credit unions. So I recommend the post office and the credit unions. When it comes to saving, I don't even think of the bank. But this is where you save your money at these two spots: the the post office and the credit unions. The post office have have a a bank, of course. Their limit is six thousand dollars that you can have maximum save but hey it's a start now tithing invest saving and investing let's look at investing now investing requires capital and the main thing if you don't understand something don't put your capital in it see these pyramid schemes they work on people because people wish to fit in acting as if they understand it and they don't And this is one of the things, persons are trying to explain bitcoins to me. And I'm like, I still don't get it. And I see on on some of the television um, news, financial networks, you'd see how they have bitcoins now listed at certain value, but I still don't get it as yet. Now, capital. What's a capital? Anything that's used to add, and I say slash increase value, that's not for itself is capital best example I like to think of if you get a bulldozer and you clear down a property a property now clear down for get your house and stuff started or you bulldoze a whole strip for the building of a road the bulldozer did the work but the bulldozer will not benefit from that but it's for the benefit of others and it's adding an increasing value same thing with a garbage truck the garbage truck comes, collects the garbage, but it adds an increased value. Files for the residents in that neighborhood. Same thing with a dredger with the Aragonite. When that dredger go down, they throw that down in the, in the sea there and they scoop up and start bringing up sand left, right, and center. That's a capital. Now, most common capital, of course, is cash. And here's something I want you to start looking at. Every dollar that sits into your hand, think of it as Capital don't think of it as a dollar. I'm gonna go buy a a chocolate bar I'm gonna go buy a cigarette or whatever it is that you buy with your money Think of it as capital in your hands having potential for investing See so capital is how you have to look at it. So change the mindset think of money Strictly now as capital that way you won't squander it. You see people value that capital in your hand that's why they try to pry it out with all these ridiculous odds and hey come come borrow some money oh hey see this nice car oh look at that beautiful this that pretty that no 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 that's capital hold on to your capital and be wise with it now when you spend do the best to spend with fellow Bahamians, because when you invest and build and spend in Bahamian businesses You are investing in you, yours, as well as your nation. See, now, let's look at some ways to invest. Which reminds me, I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and who I went to college with. He is a black guy. And we were talking about Black Lives Matter. And my thing to him was hey, here we all are in America, and we still have this issue in the Bahamas. Well, if you all saw my one arm or heard my one, the value of a behavior in life then you'd get a better understanding why of the positions i help but anyhow so we were talking about black lives matter and one of the things i brought up was that hey blacks in america are screaming out black lives matter blacks still join all these police forces and when they join these police forces around america they still do their best to fit in and you have situations where black officers would shoot uh black black persons or black civilians and there's no distinctive difference in them because they join those forces, and once you get in, you are a sheeple, and you are fit in. So that's, that's one thing we, I, um, I talked about. He disagreed with that. Then the other thing was that, hey, pursuing economic power, because you find, instead of, as a black person, instead of running into Walmart, who in Mississippi used to have the, the Confederate flag hang up, and you go in Walmart in Florida... Well, Florida flag is red, but it's the same symbolism as the Confederate flag. So it's like, why are you going in there? Start spending your money in black-owned businesses. You go into all of the restaurants around the place. Load it down with black people, but these are not black-owned and operated restaurants. You go into banks. They are not putting their monies into black-owned and operated banks and credit unions. Look at the black athletes. They're the ones with all the Black Lives Matter and all that sort of stuff. But when you check the personal lives, who, who are the persons that are, say, for instance, the insurance agents? Many of them have white persons. Then you check who are their financial advisors? White persons. And then you check and say, well, hey, who guide them in terms of um, the way they operate in terms of, let's say, persons who are their agents? Normally white persons. So the athletes... I guess hypocrites are um, standing up, putting on the flag and putting up with Black matter, black Lives Matter t-shirt, hopping up, prancing up. But in reality, when you check where you invest and spend your money, that's where I know where your heart is. Any idiot could, well, I shouldn't say idiot, but yeah, any idiot could jump up and down and say stuff. But let me see where you're putting your money. So we had that conversation. After a while, he kind of saw what I was saying. And that's the same thing with us in the Bahamas. We're quick to spend our money with others. We're quick to believe if it's from abroad it's better. Let's perish that. Really and truly it comes down to self-hate. But you know my position on that. So as we move forward now, things to invest in in our good old Bahama land. One of the things is that we don't own enough of the land. Let's get the land. So invest in land, property, real estate. And then also, I would say, invest in a home. But for us, because of our unique situation, I recommend that Behemoth purchase homes and always keep the cost of that home less than 30% of your, say, 35 maximum of your monthly income. Don't let the mortgage exceed that. And also, the best thing we can do is invest in commercial properties, whether it's, um, what you call it, whether it's storefronts, where you're renting out storefronts, whether it's apartments, warehouses, whatever. Those are good worthwhile investments and you can just form partnership with good friends and different people and do that. Then if you know of businesses, hey, that's starting up or it's already going and they need additional capital to expand and grow, hey, get in there. Buy into the business, get into it and your small bit and my small bit and other people's small bit helps it to grow by all means after see when i was saying about the saving and building that emergency account after you would have reached to say three to six months um living expenses then you could say hey let's start investing you can look at some of the mutual funds around here where some of the different places i won't say who they are because i'm not giving them no free plug because they are well it's a good thing if you want to it's a good way to invest and grow but of course mutual funds and all of them are struggling in the Bahamas right now most of them would give you up to five percent but now um they're like ran 1 point this and stuff like that and at least they're still making a profit then another option are the government bonds now government bonds they like to lock us out because they're usually trying to get foreign reserves so they um, foreign cash and so they would put it out into the US and the and EU and places like that and persons would then buy in because they want uh, foreign foreign capital. But, and sometimes when they do have stuff, here, yeah, you yeah, look at it, it pop up maybe a week before or it's not something that they, you know, hey, put out their months ahead so Bahamas could plan, strategize, and organize. But then you know how governments go. A lot of time they're not into serving the people, but that's life. That's just government everywhere. That ain't just us. And then another way, Far as investing at least getting some capital joining ASU and what they used to call it susu back in the day and it was ways when persons after right out of slavery that you couldn't really get into banks so the slaves would then use um well, the former slaves i should say but then hey um when payday came or whatever everybody gave their money to a certain person and then the next month the next payday it would go around and round, and it was a good way of building up some capital and then immediately Either you go buy a piece of property, start your business or whatever. So it's a, it's a nice method for raising capital. Now, I've touched briefly on all these things for thought. And you know why? Because I don't want you to make the 10,000 stupid mistakes that I made along the way and still paying for. So until next time, may the God of heaven and his son, the Christ, bless and prosper you. See you.